Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where you can find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. We are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. And uh, just as a little reminder, you can always watch the Chris Ann Hall Show on YouTube. So make sure that if you want to see uh, what we actually look like, <laughs> go to YouTube. You know, JC, I do radio interviews all the time. And I did a, I've did done a couple radio interviews with a local talk guy in uh, Arkansas named Paul Harrell. And I finally got to meet him yesterday. You ever have that phenomenon where you s- hear somebody on the radio and then you see them and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's not how I pictured your face. <laughs> so if you don't know what we look like, you've never been to one of our classes or watched one of our many, many YouTube videos, then go to YouTube and watch the Chris Ann Hall Show there. Uh, like I said, we have been in Arkansas all week. Uh, tonight we are in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I'm going to be teaching on the history, the principles, and the proper understanding and application of your right to keep and bear arms and the government's duty to protect that based on a history class. Yeah, it was it was good last night. It was uh, amazing I, last night. I was night. amazed. I met a psychic reporter. I never... Uh-uh. Yeah, I didn't know... Oh. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I that know stuff. I know what you're talking about now. Existed. That's really cool. <laughs> we had a reporter. I'm looking forward to seeing his article because it's, it's mind-boggling. I actually me. saw it this morning, Jason. You saw the article? I Seriously? Saw so the he wrote article. an actual article. He wrote an wow. actual article. Just What's so you know. What's the name of the paper? You know, I forgot to look at it. But just so you know, we're teaching in Jonesboro. Last night I taught a class on the uh, state sovereignty, the separation of powers between yes. the state and the federal government. And there was a very no joke. Little Rock has clairvoyant reporters. <laughs> we, I, you, I wish you told me you read the article. I would love his name and the name of the paper. So this guy. Oh, the guys will have it tonight. I this saw guy the shows this up. Morning. No kidding, man. This guy shows up. He's got his little badge and he's got a camera hanging around around his neck. He was skittish like a mouse. He man. showed up before the meeting, okay, and he has a little little pad, little cheap little looking, you know, notepad, and he. Basically walks around to, I looked at his pad. There was like maybe five names. He walks around half a dozen people, asks their names, writes their names down. He, so he goes around collecting names. This is before the meeting starts. Nobody's nobody's <laughs> really there hardly. Uh, he didn't stay for 
anything. No, he you, left. He never heard a word of what was said. As a matter of, of fact, said. JC, when, when he was walking around, I figured out who he was, what he was doing. I started trying to go to him and introduce myself. And he was almost running away. He was running. No, he was Get, running looking, away from me. Looking side to side. Kiddish, like a away. mouse. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. You would think he had. it was like a petition because he's just walking around collecting names, collecting names, collecting names. He got a list of names, and then he left. And I, and I actually noticed he left because I was kind of – we were laughing about it like, what is this guy, work for DHS? He's collecting, you know, names of subversives. I, and I said, I better, I'm going to go get my name on the list. I wanted to just mess with the guy. Yeah. And I was going to walk up to him and say, hey, man, I didn't get on your database. I wanted to make sure you had my name in your database. Because he wasn't asking anybody anything. Uh-huh. He wasn't interviewing anybody, really. He just wrote their names down. Right. And right. I thought – Okay, now this guy's going to go write an article. He didn't hear a single word you said. He didn't even talk to you. He he just took down names. So what in the world could this article possibly look like? So I, you know, I so I decided if he's going to write an article, then he must be psychic or clairvoyant cuz he didn't actually know anything about what happened. So how does that even work? Okay, so well I read the article this morning, JC and he, he said absolutely nothing about the class. Okay. Nothing. It was just a report about who brought uh who organized the meeting yep. uh, uh my name and and that i was a constitutional educator and uh that the name of the class was state sovereignty and then the rest of the article was a who's who was in attendance and that was simply it and it was a really it was front page it was <laughs> on the front page it was on page uh, A1 and A2 of the newspaper, and um, it was, you know, it was a Jonesboro Sun or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but oh, it was very, brother. very interesting. So any of you have, like, an eighth grader that needs a part-time job, I mean, you could take this guy's job. Just show up at this newspaper. I mean, if that's journalism, that's reporting, oh, my goodness. That's front page? Yeah, it was front page. It was very, very interesting. This is what journalism is cranking out. So um, we actually have two sections of today's show, and in uh, um, the second hour of today's show, I'm going to play some footage from a video that was created by Representative Dan Sullivan, representative of our Arkansas District 53. Uh, a really, really awesome video, just so you have a chance to see to get some some personal testimonial about the class last night. Man, he was he was like giddy last night he was so excited and i noticed he went back and put the video on facebook right away as soon as he got back so um if you're following me on facebook twitter or linkedin the video is already up and i have it there on my my social media pages but i want you guys to hear it on the radio show too because it was pretty amazing yeah there was other there was another representative there uh brant uh brant i don't remember oh gosh i forget the name but yeah two guys two Two, apparently two Liberty two Liberty reps in the yeah. uh, legislature of Arkansas. So Who have decided awesome. that they're going to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. I, th- I think the guy, the other guy that I can't remember his name, so I think he's the, the majority whip or minority whip. Minority whip. Yeah, minority that's right. Whip. Right. Yeah. He's a minority whip. That's right. So he was there. Good guy. It's pretty cool. So uh, last week uh, during the Daily Journal, we, we have the Daily Journal Monday through Thursday every week. And last week I highlighted an article that uh, appeared on Zero Hedge. 
let's face it, the U.S. Constitution has failed. And as promised last week, I want to go over this article because, J.C., you said that you've seen this article uh, reappear in all the time. All the time. Sort of all like that, the time. that erroneous um, Frederick Douglass meme, right? Yeah. So it's the same article with the same premise. Well, this is this is um, written by I don't, I don't remember who it's written by, but it's published on uh, Zero Hedge. And if you uh, want to see the article itself, then you can go to my Twitter feed because I retweeted the Zero Hedge thing. But I thought that it would be good because, and I'm going to turn this into an article for anybody who is interested. I have the the notes right here. I wanted to, as promised, go through the article and just give you guys, since this is a recurring thing, the real ammunition and a real analysis of this article uh, from a teaching perspective. Remember, we are a teach show and not a talk show. And so the article, JC, starts off by saying, uh, despite the anything-goes quality of American culture, one thing remains verboten, meaning German forbidden, um, to say publicly the U.S. Constitution has failed. Now, um, uh, those of you who are part of the Liberty First Brigade, long-time Liberty First... I don't know. Who is the person writing this? Um, I I have to get up here and... And look, I don't, I don't think I have it. I don't Just have it. Just curious, why, down. why you, why are you using German? I don't some know. German we use phrase to say French. That. Why not say jour. forbidden? <laughs> I know it's not like no I'm, less letters, is it? It's only still is only he one trying word. Trying to sound smart. Well, and, and why? No, no, no. Yeah, why sound smart in German? I no, mean, no, why the, choose German? No, that's exactly probably it. It's a meta message article. So it's it's this gotcha. article where the guy is being clever and he's smarter than everybody else, okay. and he's going to present to you why the Constitution. Yeah. I mean, has I know failed. What, I know I know the word, I know the phrase, I right. know how it's used in English, but right. I just it's just a curious thing. Why do that? And mm-hmm. why German? <laughs> just kind of bizarre. I don't know. Maybe you can email so them. So meta message. Like, no, that you, makes sense. Yeah. Meta message. You like I get to it. email authors, maybe of articles, yeah. and so you can email him and ask him about hey, that. Hey, smart Alec. Hey, smart Alec. So anyway, um, the Constitution has failed. Is his premise right? Mm-hmm. The, the whole uh, focus of this is how the Constitution has failed. Now, those of you who are Liberty First Brigade members and longtime listeners of the Chris Ann Hall Show, you know that the Constitution can't fail. Right. It's not too big. To, it's not that it's too big to fail. It's not that it's infallible. And not that it's forbidden and not to, to, f- to say it or yeah. talk about it. It can't fail. And the Constitution can't succeed either. Correct. Because the Constitution is an inanimate object. So it is ink and paper. So the Constitution doesn't fail us. We fail the Constitution. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to show you from uh, this article, uh, from the words of the founders, why uh, this is an incorrect argument. So I like the first one. He says the Constitution was intended to limit. Yes. Which no. is incorrect. Which is it's not what the founders right. said. So the first, what, what is the six words of, the, of, of his argument are patently false. Yeah. The Constitution was not meant to limit anything because the Constitution has no power. Yeah. The purpose of the Constitution is to create and define the limited powers of the government. Right. Define. That's that's the key, 
I think there. It defines. It defines, right. Well, it creates by definition, right? So without the Constitution, there is no federal government that legally exists. Right. And outside the limits and a defined definition of the Constitution, the federal government acts unlawfully. And you, you quoted, I think you quoted last night the, the uh, quote by James Madison mm-hmm. about what kind of barrier. And I, I think that's yeah, key. It's right here. He says it in James Madison says this in Federalist 48. He offers it as a question. He says, will it be sufficient to mark with precision the boundaries of these dis- departments in the constitution of the government and to trust th- to these parchment barriers against the encroaching spirit of power? Which is to say it's a paper, right? It's paper. It's a paper barrier. It's kind, it's kind of like saying, like when somebody says, well, the Constitution is, is a fence. You know, it puts this fence around the government. It can't cross. No, it's actually a drawing of a fence on paper. Right. It's, it's actually a We're actually a line. the fence. Right. The people are the guardians. And we'll talk about that when we get back. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And we're talking about the Zero Hedge article that says, let's face it, the Constitution has failed. And the very first six words of the author's argument are patently false. He says the Constitution was intended to limit. No, the Constitution was not intended to limit, nor can the Constitution limit. As a matter of fact, um, it defines the limits and the people are supposed to limit Right. James Mad or John Adams in a speech to the Massachusetts militia in 1798 said, we have no government armed with the power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Once and, and here's where we get, we start to get introduced to the issue here. The, the control of government, the limits of government, as Adam says, is not the Constitution because it's a, a net. It's, a, a, it's not only just a net, um, uh, JC, it is a weak net. It is a, a net that is so weak in comparison to a whale. So the government, well, those in government would crash through the Constitution I, if it I were not s- for the people. And I see we're saying weak, but I would say from his statement, what I hear there is it's a specifically designed net. Yes. Right. Yes. It's like saying it, it's basically like saying. You know, the little nets when you go to Walmart and buy your little goldfish and they got mm-hmm. the little dippy, you know, dippy, yeah. dippy net, the dippy net that <laughs> the dips your fish out. Dippy right? net. That's like not, that. that's not for a whale. No. Right. So he said the Constitution was for moral people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have the moral people, right, and he talks about these things that arise, the behaviors and the greed, and uh, then it can't handle it. It can't handle it. It's not made for that. So right. 
So to say that where there's failure, then the, the failure, if in fact we're in failure, then the failure is we have ceased to be a moral people. Right, exactly, because it's not the it's it's not the Constitution that corrals government. It's the use of the Constitution by the people. We have um, uh, the Alexander Hamilton in Federalist Thirty Three. If the federal government should overpass the just bounds of its authority and make tyrannical use of its powers, the people must appeal to the standard they'd formed the Constitution, and take such measures to redress the injury done to the Constitution. So it's the people who have to do this. The Federal Farmer, uh, Letter of the Federal Farmer to the Republican Number 6, also deals with it. It says, uh, it has called forth the able advocates of liberty and tends to renew in the minds of the people their true Republican jealousy and vigilance, the strongest guard against the abuse of powers. So the Constitution was not intended to limit the power of government over the citizenry. The Constitution was not limited, uh, intended to limit the power of each branch of the government. The Constitution was not intended to limit the power of political financial elites over the government and the citizenry as the as the author of this article uh, implies or, or directly says the Constitution was intended to establish a visual record for the people a standard of government that makes no difference whatsoever if the people don't hold this standard so the Constitution defines how the people are to limit their government right and right. when that doesn't happen then the people have failed because let's face it yes yeah, it's not the constitution to, that's failed it's the people who have failed to enforce the constitution right to say to say as this author author did the constitution has failed would be to say okay we follow the constitution perfectly and it doesn't work right no, our problem is we're not following it not following at all he says the cons how has the constitution it has failed in three ways he says, and, and here's the thing, this is the one thing that, that kind of frustrates me a little bit, JC. Um, I don't know, you, you are aware of the affiliations of these articles, you know how they're classified, whatever, but is Zero Hedge kind of a libertarian outlet kind of thing? The, uh, the, yeah, there's, yeah, a lot of them. I mean, it's more financial. Okay, well, that uh, makes sense, Oregon. too, because this is all about the Federal Reserve. Sure. Right? So that's the thing that frustrates me sometimes. You have people who have their pinpoint focus, their pinpoint pet peeve, and then and that becomes... Broad-brushed over everything. Broad-brushed. That becomes it's the entire filter, filter for <laughs> everything that they see. As Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, look, don't just pontificate, educate. You need to go to chrisannhall.com. You need to click on the store and you need to get some of our Liberty First gear. We have coffee mugs, we have phone covers, we got hoodies, we got leggings, we got t shirts. We got short sleeve t-shirts. We got long sleeve t-shirts all designed to give a Liberty First message 
to open up the conversation so that you can be a uh, educator of liberty. We're talking about this zero hedge article that claims the Constitution has failed. And the author of this article says the Constitution has failed in three ways. Now, here, here it is. Now, I mentioned before the break that this guy has got this pin for pinpoint filter upon which everything that is in government is filtered through. So what is the number one way the Constitution has failed as he premises? But you know the Constitution has not failed. The people have failed. He says corporations and the super wealthy elite control the machinery of governance. Now you could claim that the Constitution has failed if the Constitution has provision for corporations to be a part of governance. Which it does not. Which it does not. Because the governance is a republic which is based on the representation of the people through their states, not corporations. I'll, I'll, I'll repeat to you what Alexander Hamilton said in Federalist 33. If the federal government should overpass the just bounds of its authority and to make tyrannical use of its powers, the people must appeal to the standard they had formed and take such measures as to redress the injury done to the Constitution. Corporations are not a part of the Constitution by its creation. Corporations having political power is an aberration to the Constitution. Right. It is a wrongful application of the Constitution. Are you ready for number two, JC? Sure. The nation's number two re uh, way the Constitution has failed. The nation's central bank, the Federal Reserve, has the power to debauch the nation's currency and reward the wealthy via issuing new currency and buying treasury bonds in whatever sums it deems necessary at the, po at the moment. Which is true, but once again, the Constitution does not authorize that. That power is not given to the Federal Reserve by the Constitution. Yeah. That power is given to the Federal Reserve by an unconstitutional act of Congress. And, by the way, since we are becoming fundamentally aware, I hope at least in this show, that it's not just the Constitution. The people have allowed this to happen. You see, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5 of the Constitution directs that Congress is to coin money, regulate the value thereof and a foreign coin, and to fix the standard for weights and measures. It doesn't say the Federal Reserve. You know what? You can search the Constitution all day long. You'll never find anything about the Federal Reserve in there. So, me, so <clears throat> you mean to say the Constitution doesn't say some private yeah. international banking cartel who is masquerading under the false name federal mm, right. and is not federal. Yeah. Is not authorizing the Constitution to yeah. control the monetary system? It is not. It is not. So this can't be a failure of the Constitution because the Constitution never established a power in this fake corporate cartel banking industry that has taken on the name federal so that, you know, it you know can claim that. Not only that, okay, it also says... Um, uh, has the power and to buy treasury bonds in whatever sums it deems necessary at the moment. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 2 
gives Congress the power to borrow money on the credit of the United States. Once again, not Not the Federal Reserve. Banking cartel. This is not the failing of the Constitution. This is a failing of the people to to expect, require, and demand those in government to follow the Constitution. I shouldn't even say bank. I mean, it's not like the Federal Reserve is even a bank. Federal Reserve no. bank. It's not federal. It's really not a bank. Mm-mm. I don't think it's a reserve either. But <laughs> anyway, so but that's not the Constitution that created that. It's not the Constitution authorized that. Yeah. So how did the con- if it, it, let's say it this way? If you're following the Constitution, which you just read, mm-hmm. then that that can't exist, right? If if you follow the Constitution, then we don't have a Federal Reserve controlling. Uh, the monetary system in America and around the world. So then how can you attribute that to the Constitution? You can't, and that's the point. It's like saying, you know, it's like if you have a hamburger recipe and you follow the recipe and it gives you a hamburger if you follow it. Right. So if you have the recipe sitting in front of you, you grab a hot dog and a hot dog bun and throw it out in the microwave and come out with a hot dog, you're going to tell me the hamburger recipe failed? Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're you're the moron who doesn't know the difference between a hamburger and a hot dog? Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to, you know, put it in terms that a dumb guy like me can understand it. <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely the point, JC. That is a perfect analogy because it is apples and oranges. It's hamburgers and hot dogs. They're not the same thing. And the guy standing in front of the microwave saying that, like, his family would probably start considering calling, you know, here, I made a hamburger for you. Mental health officials. I made a hamburger for you. Right, for me, people that follow this kind of logic. That, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to really castigate this guy too hard. But come on, this is this is like mental. There's some, there's a disconnect here. It seems mentally. How do you? How can you follow this logic? And he writes a whole paper, goes point after point after point, and name things that have nothing to do with the other. It's like you said, that filter. Everything kind of flows from well, but not the only angst. that, JC. You have to admit, and I, you know, on Twitter there are lots of people who have, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. To to make your analogy correct, the family is standing around the microwave saying, "Thank you for the hamburger." Yeah, thank you for pointing out that this recipe failed. Yeah, okay. Right? Seriously, and so it's this called is generalization in psychology. Oh, really? Yeah. So. It's like you you respond like you were saying it's all the Federal Reserve and then it flows out of that. That's generalization. You can't distinguish these different topics because Federal Reserve is bad. Federal Reserve is doing these evil things, and therefore Constitution failed. It's like a non sequitur. What are you talking about? Right, right. How do you get from one to the other? So number three, this author says how the Constitution has failed. Number three. The national security state, the alphabet agencies of the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, et al., are an independent state within a state answerably only to themselves, not to the public nor their representatives. Congressional oversight is little more than a feeble rubber stamping of the imperial project and whatever the unelected national security leadership deems worthy of pursuit. So, again, we're going to just keep, we're going to sound like we're repeating ourselves. So, Congress failed to follow the Constitution. And the people have failed to hold them accountable and... And undo this, so right? Where, where is the does does he ever go into detail and uh, point specifically 
no. where the fault in the Constitution is. I mean, is no. he saying, okay. He never once uh, quotes a founder, never are, once quotes the Constitution. There are provisions missing. Like we could have, they could have included this that prevented that. I mean. I mean, if you're going to say Constitution failed, where where exactly was it? Is that in there? Well, let's let's go to Hamilton again at Federalist 83. And just because I know this guy's an anti-federal reserve guy and I know that he'll hate Alexander Hamilton, I'm going to use him anyway. He says the national this is Hamilton in Federalist 33. The national legislature shall extend to certain enumerated cases this specific this specification of particulars evidently excludes all pretension to a general legislative authority. If because, it's not written, they can't do right, it. Right. Because an affirmative grant of special powers would be absurd as well as useless if a general authority was intended. Yeah. And I say this because the, the Constitution does not authorize the federal government to create these agencies to exercise a power on the people. So he because you hear this argument, uh, well, the failure in the Constitution, it didn't tell them not to do this. Hamilton is saying the way the Constitution works is. If we didn't say you could do it, you can't do it. We don't have you don't have to list everything you can't do. We only listed what you can do. And right. so you can't say if it's not there, I can do it. No, no, that's not how it works. We gave you a specific list of things and tied you down to those things. And uh, if if and, and so then if that like that to me is the closest argument you can get. Right. OK. And saying, well, it, it failed to. It failed to specifically prohibit all these things. Well, that's a failure to understand the Constitution. That's right. a failure to follow it in its intent. And so, you know, that's probably the that's probably the closest I can come with these guys. Yeah. So uh, James Madison, Federalist 45, says the powers delegated by the proposed Constitution to the federal government are few and defined. Those which are to remain in the state governments are numerous and indefinite. The author says the Constitution's core regulatory element, the balancing of executive, legislative and judicial powers, is broken down. The judiciary's independence is as nominal as the legislative branch's control over the central bank and national security state. The gradual encroachment of corporate and state power is rubber stamped and declared constitutional. Correct. But the Constitution doesn't do that. But that's not the Constitution, <laughs> right? Listen, the, this is Federal 78. The judiciary, on the contrary, has no influence over the sword of the purse, no direction either of the strength or of the wealth of the society, and can take no active resolution whatsoever. It proves incontestably that the judiciary is beyond comparison the weakest of three departments of power. It can never attack with success either of the other two. Uh, Jefferson to Spencer Rohn, the Constitution on this hypothesis that the that the courts are the ultimate arbiters of everything, right? So it's the court, it's their decision to tell you what's right and what's wrong. He says this hypothesis is a... Um, the Constitution is a mere thing of wax in the hands of the judiciary, which they may twist and shape into any form they please. And our founders went on to say that it's not the judiciary... That is the check and balance on the powers, the most powerful one. It is the states and the people that are the most powerful check and balance. James Madison said, in the case of deliberate, palpable, and dangerous exercise of other powers not granted, the states have the duty to interpose. 
Jefferson said the states who form the Constitution have the unquestionable right to judge of its infractions. I mean, these things go on and on and on. And, and, and this article blaming the Constitution is just simply uh, built on false error and a perpetuation of error across America. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Look, if you want to know more about the power of the judiciary, the power of the legislative branch, the judicial branch, the the executive branch, and their balance, you need to be a student at Liberty First University. You can do that by going to libertyfirstuniversity.com, and uh, you can be smarter than the guy at Zero Hedge. I just so I just found him. He, so Zero Hedge is hosting this article. So mm-hmm. they they share this article. It's actually the writer, the author is Charles Hugh Smith. Uh, he's a tra- trader. Mm-hmm. Um, calls himself an independent journalist from the web blog of two minds dot com. Mm-hmm. All spelled out. Um, novelist. Blah blah blah. So. It, it just it just hit me in listening to that last the last section. Uh, this is a this is a blame the gun article. Yep. This is yeah, the absolutely. Exact, absolutely. Lo- exact logic of the loony left that blames the inanimate gun for killing people. Right. Right. Because this guy lists and, and the, here's the thing. Give him credit. Right. It's a good article in the sense of. Saying, uh, listing all these problems listing and the, the failures, problems. right? Right. But he's blaming the wrong thing. Right. Like you talk about the sh- a shooting. Yeah, the people are dead, but you're blaming the gun. What about the guy? Mm-hmm. So he lists all these problems, the Federal Reserve, the the, the national security state, uh, the, the Congress in, uh, encroaching, mm-hmm. executive encroaching, states being encroached upon, et cetera. So, yeah, all these things are right. Why, why are you blaming the Constitution. Why do Listen you Listen to what he that? says, J.C. says, Every step of this erosion of public representation in the elected government's power is declared fully constitutional. See, that's, that's the problem that we have here in America. Because some branch of the federal government declares their activities constitutional. Now, all of a sudden, we have to adopt this slavish mentality. Well, okay, it is. But... Our, our founders were very clear about that. Article 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution declares that if it's not actually made in pursuance to the Constitution, it is not a valid law. It doesn't say the, the, the Congress gets to decide. It says the Constitution decides, and then the drafters of the Constitution are the final arbiters. Look at it says, anything, therefore, that shall be enacted by Congress contrary to the Constitution will have no force of law by James Wilson. There is no position, Alexander Hamilton says, which depends on clearer principles that every act of a delegated authority contrary to the tenor and commission under which it is exercised is void. And you can, I mean, you can just simply go through the rest of the article and apply just one more quote from Samuel Adams. No people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. 
But on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Now, I will mention to you that in this article, he blames the media, uh, well, he blames the Constitution for the media's control as well. And I don't think you, there's no way you can blame the Constitution for fake news. They don't authorize fake news, nor do they demand that the people believe everything that comes out of the news. But here's the thing. Um, our media, we have to admit, JC, our media has a, 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 an agenda, an agenda that coordinates with this unconstitutional power of the federal government and reaffirms a real, it's, it's really disturbing, JC. It is a, a, an, arist uh, an aristocratic worship of government officials. We covered this a little bit last week at the Daily Journal, but there's a new uh, Supreme Court opinion out uh, on a case uh, where everybody's reporting that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has offered a, a, an historic opinion on uh, limiting the government's authority for unreasonable fines and penalties uh, specifically relating to civil asset forfeiture. I've seen articles now popping up all over the place where we're at these journalists are actually engaging in hero worship of Ginsburg because she's saving the world from civil asset forfeiture and she did nothing of the sort. They're lionizer because she's about to die. Or I mean, she maybe she already is. That's the whole thing, <laughs> which is ridiculous. So uh, this is this is the end of our first hour. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more because about this opinion, because Clarence Thomas does a really good job of exposing the idiocy of Ginsburg in this opinion. God bless you guys. We'll be right back.